The Red Rum Theater, episode 64, The Shawshank Redemption. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanise. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies to help raise us up. Go that movie raises right and raises wrong. Today we talk about the movie, The Shawshank Redemption, how it taught us to hold on to hope and to never let them see you bleed. October 14th, 1994. I don't know is a better month for film than October of 1994. I don't know if there's a better year for music. Than 94? Yeah. What dropped in 94? Uh, Oasis, definitely, maybe. Holy cow. Pearl Jam Vitology. Okay. Weezer Blue Album. Green Day Dookie. <laughs> Beastie Boys, Ill Communication. That was 90, the album was gigantic. Uh, Nirvana MTV Unplugged, the same year Kurt dies. Oh my goodness. I mean, 94 is insane. Listen to this, Tony. The Shawshank Redemption releases, okay? And it gets no love. It makes no money in the theater, dude. It, it, it literally comes out. What? That's because it came out a bad time of year. It came out, literally, in oh, between. By the way, Super Unknown came out in 94. And I, Jar of Flies. I love the album cover of Super Unknown. Uh. That's gross. What? Hey, Ken, did you used to sing in the choir? Yes. <laughs> Stupid, dude. So, literally, Forrest Gump opens. Dang, that... Then I cannot believe the these next, movies are this The next old. weekend, Shawshank. The next weekend, Pulp Stinking Fiction. What? Shawshank opened between Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. I mean, that's like... You can't have worse timing than that. No. I mean, this movie doesn't, doesn't, in this movie, doesn't find its audience until it comes on DVD and it burns the world. Like, I'm like, well, what is this? How did we miss this? I cannot believe next year, this is, no, this, yeah, next year will be 25 years, right? It's 94 now, it's 2018. That's no, 14. It's four to eight, it's four. So it, uh, Nin 2019 will be 25 years. That's what I just said, fool. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's got to be your bowl. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, uh, your head and my bowl. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You can stick your head up a butcher's ass. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Dude. Um, but uh, this week comes out, and it's nominated for Academy Awards. Nominated for Best Picture. Best Actor, Morgan Freeman. Did Hanks get the Academy Award? Best Screenplay, Frank Darabont. They lost every single nomination to a single film, Forrest Gump. I mean, I can't hate. I can't, I can't but I mean, Best Picture, Forrest Gump takes it. Best uh, uh, Screenplay, Forrest Gump takes it. And Best Actor, Tom Hanks takes it. You know who you, and he beat Morgan Freeman, and he beat Travolta for Pulp Fiction. Travolta Tra was up for that? He was up for that, dude. Would Travolta be considered a... Main actor? That movie's hard to nail down because... It's the, too many different... Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's different. I mean, even Tim Roth was huge in that. I mean, everybody was had a huge... Like, Ving Rhames, like right. Samuel L., that was... The thing of... The difference between Samuel L. and John Travolta is Samuel L. never went anywhere. 
Travolta, that was like the rebirth of his career. Right. Samuel has just always been there. He was the guy, he was the stinking guy holding up McDowell's and stinking coming to America. <laughs> McDowell's. Are the McDonald's guy's back. <laughs> well, dude, what is what does Samuel say? Look at this asshole. Like, dude, they were. Now. I'll be forced to thrash you. <laughs> he just, he just, un, he just. Amazing, dude. And the other guy, the guy with the Jerry Curls, like, I'll fucking have to help you, man. But you know, but I didn't want to spill my coffee. <laughs> you, know, you know how it is. <laughs> so. You must learn that from chasing lions. <laughs> dude, he's, he's raised Africans. It's crazy. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Now, Shawshank, here we go. The plot is basically this. If you've never seen this movie, I don't care if you're 20 years old. I don't care if you're young. This movie needs to be seen. This is, it's, here's a question for you, Tony. It is a hard question. From October 24, 94 alone, out of those three films, Forrest Gump, Pulp, and Shawshank, which has the edge in your heart, dude? You want to put them in order? One, two, three? Do it. <laughs> those are huge, huge movies. Gigantic. And huge parts of our lives. I understand. For different reasons. I got to do it really fast. Okay. Shawshank Pulp Forest. Um, pulp Shawshank Forest. The thing is, this is like a this movie is like a life lesson, big time. And there is literally only one movie in my head that has a story and an ending as amazing as this, and that's the County Monte Cristo. Wow! Like. I understand. I'm with you. Wow. This, I mean, this movie is, it's like the, a perfectly cut, perfectly cut pizza. This movie's a masterpiece. It's, there's nothing wrong. Like, you couldn't cut out any time. This is 225, and I was never bored. What? There are two sequences I don't like watching. I want to fast forward because I'm bored because it hurts but my heart you, too much. You know that you're cheating yourself by not watching. I understand. So I don't. You have to endure. I, I understand. Oof. But it's still, I don't like to do it. I don't like to do it. So. I the, ain't no GD loser. The oh. oh my gosh, dude. Okay, sorry. The plot is simple. A man is sent to prison for killing his wife and her lover. This movie's about... Andy Dufresne. It's, a, it's his movie. But what's incredible is because Red's telling the story, you get to see how Andy Dufresne changes the lives of those who are around this him. This movie makes you realize, as bad as you want to admit, I don't think like this, these are all convicted felons who have done sick, heinous, horrible things, and it gives them an identity. It gives people, like, like, it it makes these bad guys regular people. Yes. And you look at them, you follow their stories, you sympathize. It's this is insane, dude. This movie, you there's no fat to cut in this movie. It's like an amazing steak, dude. Ah. Before we go into the mechanics and the scenes of this film, let's go through the cast, okay? Mm. First, you have Tim Robbins as Annie Dufresne. This may be my first Tim Robbins film. I'm not positive, but he might. I, I don't. I, but your favorite Tim Robbins movie would it be? Your favorite Tim Robbins movie? What do you got? It's not Bull Durham. 
He's at the, dude, doesn't she leave, leave him for seeing Costner? Is that how that movie goes? She's with them both the whole movie. Ew. But then she ends up with Costner. But um, Hudsucker's up there. Dude, it is. But I, for you, <laughs> I thought it would be nothing to lose, dude. That's top three. That movie is so... It's so Listen, funny. Listen, this is how amazing of an actor Tim Robbins oh, is. Huge. He can, he can be on screen with Martin Lawrence, and it's equally as good as him on screen with Morgan Freeman, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and how to the proxy, he plays a buffoon. Dude, how about when he's like, he's eating, he's like, man, this mustard, it's so good. He's like, get the last bit, he's eating it. She's like, ooh, now where's my mustard? <laughs> she slaps the shit out of him, dude. And Mars like, ah, ha, ha, and then she slaps him. He's like, ooh. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. I, can't remember, I remember the ending. Do you remember Scatman? Yes. When he's on fire? <laughs> and he's laughing. He's, do you, okay, do you remember? In, in I that remember movie. them hiding when the guys in the music in the in the when they're speaking in the, the security guard. Yeah, he's the, dancing <laughs> for like an hour. First of all, if no one's around, that's, that's us. That's <laughs> how we, you gotta break it down, dude. Dude, do you remember there was two bad guys that were chasing them, a white guy and a black guy? I can't remember them at all. One of them was Gus from Breaking Bad. No. Yes. No way. Yes. I got to see the movie again, dude. Dude. Nothing to do with It's so funny. You know what I love Tim Robinson also? I love him in High Fidelity. He plays the guy his girlfriend starts dating when they're broken up. Which one? The blonde? The guy with the long hair who's all like hippie-ish. I can't remember, dude. He comes in to see John Cusack. And his buddy like hits him with the phone, Jack Black hits him with the phone, and they put they take they take the air conditioner out to cr- crush his head with it. Remember that? It's all a fantasy in his head. Do you remember that scene? I don't remember. Oh, dude, Tim Robbins, he's so it's so he's because he's this hippie, listens to er, like like world music, eats like uh, patchouli, like it's so funny, dude. And he because she's dating him and he can't handle it. Oh, it's Tim Robbins. He's hilarious in that. He's also in, so I took a proxy, he's also in Mystic River. This comedian <gasps> Mystic can play. Mystic River. Dude, holy cow. Because he's kind of. Dude, that op- Slow, dude, when he gets kidnapped. That opening scene. When I first saw that scene for the first time, I turned the movie off. I'm like, I can't do this. Remember that priest ring, dude? I, mean, I literally, I remember I opened scene, I'm like, I can't watch this movie. And he's, that scene so sad, dude. Who did he play in Dead Man Walking? I don't know, but uh, I liked him in Arlington Road as well with Jeff, uh, Jeff Bridges, Bridges. That was crazy. Bridges plays that uh, community college teacher, talking about like, the history of terrorism and stuff. That is a crazy movie. The ending of that movie is brutal, dude. His wife plays that, is that crazy girl, dude, from Toys. Yeah, yeah, Joan yeah. Cusack. His wife's Joan Cusack, dude. Oh, Oh, he was in Cadillac Man with Robin Williams. He's the guy who held up the car dealership. Yes, he is, dude. Tim Robbins. I, I, this is probably his movie. Of, uh, it's his, movie of his career is this film. But Robbins has some good movies besides this. He was, he was hilarious in IQ. Yes, he was. I didn't know you saw that one. That's funny, dude. I was steering the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Matthau, dude, playing Einstein. Then we move to Morgan Freeman. He wasn't in Twister. It's a it's a small tiny role. You know. So yeah. So we go to Morgan Freeman. 
who plays Red. You want to talk about an incredible performance, dude. This is where you learn that his voice is, is money. Because as a narrator, he is money telling this story. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine having him narrate your life? Actually, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, Freeman, what are some movies you love with Freeman in them, dude? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Izeem, dude. That was- Izeem. He was amazing. It's- the Painted Man. Oh, my God. Remember, the witch- that witch looks like Helena Bonham Carter, dude. Big time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, but dude, he, that big blade he's got, that big old, he, that, he throws it, didn't throw it at that girl, doesn't he throw it at her? Yeah. That he, big scimitar, yeah, and, and it just she's like running, takes her off her feet. She's running at him, and then that thing hits her, and she flies across the stinking nasty. I seem, because remember, he's like, he's, he swore a life debt to Robin Hood. Yeah. That's all, what a great character. I mean, we know his name 30 years later. I seem. <laughs> Dude, I'll, t- I'll tell you another badass one. Seven, bro. What's in the bags? Dude. He plays the best god, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Evan All- or Bruce Almighty, he's great. Yeah. No, but in Seven, the last line of the movie changed my life, dude. Uh, he says, uh, he's, he's like, taking the guy away, he's like, you know, be, uh, be gentle with him, you know. And he, he, the narration comes up, he goes, Ernest Hemingway once said, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. That's how the movie ends. Dang, Gina. Too bad. You know what movie really got me with him what? in it? What? Glory, dude. <sighs> him and Denzel. Yes. Don't. Dude, Broderick ain't never had a movie that good, dude. That movie's it's crazy, dude. Dude, I'm going to say Invictus. I know it's, you saw this one. He plays, um, um, oh my God, I just lost his name. A freedom fighter. Um, wrote a great book, President Nelson Mandela. Oh, he plays Nelson Mandela. I've his, never seen it. His accent and his he is fantastic as Nelson Mandela. He's great, dude. You know what movie was huge for our young life? What? Lean on me, dude. He's fantastic. What's his name? Crazy um, Joe. Joe, uh, Mr. Mr. Something Don't Play. What's his name? Mr. Joe something. Yeah. The um, crazy Joe, he locks the chicken chains around the sticking doors, dude. He goes nuts, dude. The, oh, my gosh, dude. He's, uh, Joe Clark. Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark don't play. <laughs> Too bad. This is how funny our boy Nate Cohn is, dude. We have a stinking... We, Ernesto has a, hol- a big Halloween shindig at his house every year for Halloween. Dude, so our boy comes walking up, and he's like got the stinking skip. And he's got a mullet on, and he's got the gold chain and the jacket on, and we're like, what the hell? And he's like, Kid Ray, man, Kid Ray from Lean On Me. And I'm like, oh my God, Mr. Clark, gotta look the part. <laughs> like, nobody would know who that guy did. a deep cut, dude. That was the funny stating character all night doing his mullet, dude. <laughs> that was classic, dude. Kid Ray. Mean, great. Um, dude, how sad was that when Kid Ray had to tell him he was leaving school? Dude, and. Um, Morgan Freeman was Batman Begins. He plays all yeah, the yeah, Batmans. Yeah. That that shows that mo- the Batman movies had great side characters that were played by great actors. You have Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman playing small roles in a great movie. I know, and they're great actors. Heck yes, dude. What about um, dude, Unforgiven? I was just gonna say Unforgiven. Unforgiven. I used to not like it until I watched it when I was older. Yes. And then I could understand what was going on and the whole meaning. Dude, that scene with Clint Eastwood. Takes that bottle of whiskey and opens it, and starts drinking. You know. Um, how about stinking 
Gene Hackman being a mean SOB, dude. With little Bill? Yeah. Ooh. Trying to build that house, dude. It's a oh leaking. He's like, you shoot the carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> it's all leaking, dude. And he looks at it all mad, dude. Dude, Clint Eastwood, man. Oh, my gosh. That movie's incredible. When he puts up Free Morgan Freeman's body up on the stinking... That's messed up, dude. How about when Morgan Freeman's wife sees Clint Eastwood and she's just like... She's so pissed, dude. Oh, it's great, dude. And that young guy thought he was the man, and then when they killed... He's they, like, I'm they, not like you. I can't. He talks so much trash, he kills one person, he can't handle it. Yeah, he freaked out, dude. Messed his life up, dude. They were, they were, they were, Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood just, were just two old ex-outlaws, dude. Just living life. And they go, because that, that, that whore got her face cut up and going to, to avenge her, what happened to her. Morgan Freeman is a great actor. He's an American treasure, dude. I'm looking at his, his, his movies he's, he's been 80 in. 80 years old. He's, dude, we, Red. He was great in Red with Bruce Willis. That was John Malkovich's role of a lifetime. Malkovich, I love Malkovich. He was unbelievable in that movie. His facial expressions. <laughs> is, how about when, uh, what's her name? The, yeah. Helen Marin. Yeah. She's like dying. He's trying to help her. And she says, you got to go. And he just gives her a look, gives her a gun, nods at her. He's like, peace. <laughs> You're like, damn, stone cold killer. <laughs> um, then we get to. Man, is Red up. I won't even watch Red 2 because Red was so good. Red 2 sucks. Dang. Has one good line. The rest of the movie sucks. I mean, it's a really good line, though. Like, I, I laughed in the theater. Guffawed. Good laugh. Probably because the movie was so bad. But I'm saying, like, it was so funny. It's like, it's like uh, that Chris Rock movie. It is. It's like, it's like a moment of that kind of humor. Uh, how funny was it when his bike got ran over? By that bus, he's like, no, no, <laughs> like everything bad's happening to him. He, he loses his car and his bike gets run over. <laughs> Worst movie ever. Head of State. Him and Bernie Mac. Oh, my. They're like beating each other up and they're brothers. And get, get out of here, dude. So next, the actor, Haywood, played by William Sadler. This guy is a great bit actor. He He's the one chameleon. who gets he gets his uh, he, he stutters the whole movie. Yeah, he stutters. Um, loves Hank Williams. Loves Hank Williams. This guy this is, is Demon Knight, bro. He is the he passes it on to the girl to um it makes feel, Jada, Jada Pickett. Pickett. It makes feel good. Do it, dude. It's what's his name? Um, Billy Zane is Billy amazing Zane is in that movie. Stinking. He's the he's. He, remember she she uh, points her stump at him. And he goes, is that a yes? She goes, nah, that's me flipping you off. <laughs> Dude, Steakin, he is death in Booker's Journey. He's great as death, You Dude. sank my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> I said Brum. <laughs> uh, best five out of seven. Damn right. <laughs> no one's ever won. Oh man, he's great. The stinking football players doing the his own dance, dude. He's like, yeah. mine was broken. Amazing. They melvined me. Um, he's looking at God. They melvined me. He's the bad guy in Die Hard 2. He's the bad oh, guy. Yeah. He's dude, main... Die Hard 2 is whack. It's not good. He's also the main bad guy in Hard to Kill with Steven Seagal. He 
He's the senator, remember? Segal oh my goodness. The, uh, Are you sure? He is. He walks in the hotel room. Remember, he punches him? Yeah. That's sticking him. Dang. He's posted all over the place. He's the bad guy. That's him, dude. Is that the one where he goes in the coma? Dude, it, they're all the same to me. Every yeah, single. Two, like, I'll tell you what, though. I, listen, out, out for justice. They're, they're not all the same. Kill. They are not all the same. I, <laughs> and I'm not saying it wasn't because of Erica Oleniak. I'm just saying. I watched Under Scenes the other day. It's actually badass, dude. I can't watch that movie, Tony. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Busey's amazing. So's Tommy Lee. Dude, Under Siege was him going from like the B movies to that the A movies. That was his like. I tell you, I know what else was good, but it was it was whack. But um, what's the one where he's on the Indian reservation? I remember it. The one where he beats a guy up in the bar. Yeah. And like. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> See, we can change. He beats his ass so bad he throws up. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's oh, dude. That's brutal, dude. But Under Siege was his biggest. Uh, it, that, you know what? Under Siege 2 was so bad. With the train? It was on a train, dude. That's worse than Speed 2 on a boat. That's bad. <laughs> oh, we got to get a bigger boat. But What's you, that? Got to get a bigger boat. It's Jaws. Okay, damn. What's Speed 2? What's the line of Speed 2? Might be they copy it from Jaws. Jaws, but how do you go from Keanu to Jason Patrick? That's bad. That's supposed to be the other way around. Because <laughs> you went from Lost Boys to Point Break, dude. Come on, dude. Um, but Wim Sadler, he's good in this movie. He's good. He's great in this movie. He's the one telling the guy, he's like, listen, don't listen to these guys. I'll let you some guys, some big bulls for you. Let that big old doughy butt. Like, it's bad, dude. That was messed up, dude. Sadler was, I mean, he's a good role for him, man. Um, he's the one who gets up and brings the beer over to Andy Dufresne. I mean, it's... Yeah, he's like, what does he say? Hey, Andy, Andy, got a beer for you. Dude. I gave up drinking. <laughs> he, he just starts he's, chugging he's it, like, dude. He's like, what'd you do? He goes, I'm innocent. Lawyer after me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny, dude. Um, then you have Mark Ralston from The Sisters. The, he's the guy, he's, he's the bull sick, queer. Dude. Who wants to rape people. This guy he is was from Aliens. On hour. Remember Aliens? He's Drake with Vasquez. That's him. <gasps> oh my! That's his. That they're homies. They come from the the, uh, the yes. home together. Yes. Oh my with the goodness, big gun, dude! With the big, old, uh, with the big. That's my, dude. They were really close, dude. Yes. He's Drake. He's also The Departed. He plays the other spy in Nicholson's crew. <gasps> How did you know? I gave you the wrong address. How did you know where to go? That was he was dying. Ralston is first of all as an actor agreeing to this role, being a massive rapist homo, is a crazy thing. Dude, when what's the guard's name? Hadley. When he is in the cell, dude, and he's screaming for his life, and he's trying to hold the bars, dude. Oh my god. Dude, it's sad because you do want Andy to hold out and make it. And like, it's not that kind of, it's not a fairy no, tale. dude. They got his ass plenty of times, dude. <laughs> he takes up once in a while with new bruises. Dude, he just, he said that would happen too much longer. He might not have made it. Like, <sighs> this movie has everything. And the thing is, you can't do a prison movie not deal with this part of the world. No, you have to, dude. Listen, um, have you ever seen the director's cut of Butterfly Effect? No. Ashton gets raped. Really? Yeah, when he's in prison. Oh, my goodness. It's sick. But, the, I mean, you, if you're going to deal with especially back then, and deal with some prison stuff. <laughs> Dude, when they pull us up with new people, everyone's going, fish, fish. I love when people are trying to be tough, and the warden's just like, Hadley. 
Like, He's like, hey, any questions? Yeah. When do we, we eat? eat? What a stupid mug, dude. Dang, dude. <laughs> They're all getting hit with this thinking flower. Dude. That, that's the lousing, brutal, They dude. walk them in naked. Touch. Just to say, you're nobody Bare-ass here. naked, just like you came in from the world. <laughs> dude, I mean, I would be scared out of my mind walking to a place full of men. Like, there are some men in that room. There are some strong... Try going to the YMCA, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I can wear my trunk I'll tell you what. Stereotypes are true. <laughs> Damn steam room. <laughs> yeah, I wear my. Yeah, I come out of the, the pool in my trunks. So I just think I, I just wear my trunks in the steam room, dude. I sit on that bench with my bare booty, dude. You put the towel around your waist. Oh. Granted, when it's me or you, you hold the towel. <laughs> Those little tiny, <laughs> tiny ass YMCA towels. They're so small, dude. I'm like, you ain't tying this shit around. And you see some dude walked in. He's got a double knot in there. You bitch ass. <laughs> no. Okay, a- real quick. This is hilarious. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you know, Zeke and Brett are truckers. Yeah. So, Brett, we were all hanging out after, you know, me and Zeke been driving for, you know, 10 years. Right. Brett's been dri- just started driving. He's like his first, second year in Oh, man. Okay. And, uh, and we're all, we're, you know, well, not Zeke, but me and Brett, we're big dudes. And Brett goes, man, I remember when we were young, we used to say, shit, grown-ass man, that's 200, uh, grown-ass man, that's 200 pounds. He goes, nowadays, we're like, shit, grown-ass man, 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, give me some, fool. Give me some. <laughs> now, Shawshank, let's talk about this movie. Be a great movie of all time. First of all, let me say this. It will, it will be in my top three forever. Forever. Okay. Anytime it's on, you cannot change it. Because what you do is you watch it. I'll finish this sequence. I got to see when this happens. Right. Oh, shit. That's an hour away. F*** it. Steakin, I love. This movie is a perfect three-act film. Like there's three, absolutely, and they frame it where every act starts with red going probation officer. Every, and what they do is it's always the same exact shot: the the bars with the long hallway, the door opens, and he walks in. It happens. You meet Tim Robbins first off, and he goes to the court. That's brutal, dude. And he goes to. It's like a three five five minute sequence. Then it, it goes also. It does a slam cut into the, and it's red. And then Dufresne comes to his world. Then in the middle, you ha- uh, once Dufresne gets to know the world, he goes back in. And then the third time he goes back in, which is the end of the movie, when he gets let out. Red does. So that three-act structure of him going to the probation board, you're going to see Red's growth as a person. He's not kissing butt. He's not lying. He's, not, he's, just, he's, he's learning. And you also have, it gives, tells you where the story is at. I love that last time he goes to his. It's incredible. Why lie to these punks, yeah, dude? Yeah. Why even try well, to play? Young punk ass mugs. But um, that is a great he, framing he, device. And you know what? I'll tell you what. He brings to life the story of him as a young man. Yes, he does. Right for you. Know, just lays it out for you. And he's like, I wish I could go back and talk to that kid, that dumbass young kid. And you're just like, damn, dude. I wish I could go back five years. Yet. Dude, you know what he did in the book? The story it tells you what he did. What did he do? He cut the brakes of his wife's car because he didn't love her anymore. He wanted insurance money. So he cut her brakes, wanted her to die. But um, the neighbor came up with his kid, needed a ride somewhere. He ended up killing his wife, his neighbor's neighbor's son. Oh, my goodness. Triple homicide, went to prison. Holy crap. It's brutal, dude. That's insane. 
But I love like, as far as writing goes, this three act sequence of that parole board it frames the movie up. I mean, it's I know it's a little nerdy, but I'm saying as a as a writer, I'm like, well, this is incredibly written. Um, also, Stephen King, oh. Stephen King can write great short stories. This is a Stephen King short story. This book is. Uh, I'm waiting for them to make the stinking car. Mile Exit, 81. Mile 81. I'm waiting for them to make that short story. Sam. I love that story. He brings a character to life, dude. Dude, Stephen King. I'm glad I don't like reading. I listen to these audiobooks, and in my mind is the sickest movie you've ever seen in your life. Dude, The Body became Stand By Me. Great short story becomes a great movie. Shawshank becomes a great movie. The Green Mile becomes a great mm. movie. The Mist, a short story, becomes a decent movie. Too bad The Stand was the longest story ever, and I have to watch it again. It's been, it's been a long time. Gary, Gary Sinise, I remember it being badass. Yep. Though. That book is longer than the Bible. There's more words in the Bible, that book does. But Stephen King KJV can write... or NIV? <laughs> Stephen King can write a fantastic short story. His novels... He's an incredible writer, bro. But sometimes his books get so big... They're too top-heavy. You know what, though? And sometimes you're like, you are off the rails right now, dude. Yeah, legit. Um, and I'm a dumbass. And I'm like, man, why you got to, what? Like, Dreamcatcher, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, the opening, it's ratcheting up tension. I'm in, and the end, you're like, what the crap just happened? Like, ending a book, well, is hard. Short stories, you should do. Now, Tony, you said one of your favorite endings of all time. Tell us, why is this ending so satis satisfying to you as a as a Lover of story, lover of film. Okay, now, I'm going to say this right now. My best friend, my homie, my ride or die, Henry, don't listen to this podcast because you're the only dumbass that hasn't seen this movie. What are He's you talking never seen about? Shawshank. He's never seen it. So, for everybody who's seen this movie, it's about a guy who's... His, they... The face of the guys when they realize he's really innocent. It's crazy. And he, he's like, he's got to leave. He runs out and goes straight to the warden. Well, the, sh the shit he, like, I mean, what is it? He's in 30 years? How many years? I think it's 20, 20 by the time he finds out. And he, like he said, I had to come to prison. To become a thief. To become a thief. Now... All the obstacles this dude has to endure. He had a dream, and he held on to that dream. Uh, he could. He didn't get broken. And you think you he's think broken. he's gonna commit suicide? Like I, I read the book first, so I never had to watch this not knowing how it ended. I can't imagine watching this movie not knowing what's happening, because that sequence when the night, longest what's Red say. Longest night of my life. Yeah, well, dude, when they're in the yard. Ask for, for a six-feet of rope. Like, you're right. They're out there, and I'm in here. And you're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, you yeah, think. Get busy living or get busy dead. And he tells him about, like, if you ever got out of here, go to this place. Yeah. It feels like, oh, last will and testament. Yeah, it feels like, do this for me because I'm gone. He's got the to, down to the rock in the ground. To see the relationship build between Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. And even the warden says, you're thick as thieves, you two. Yep. And they, they just have this bond and this relationship. And, I mean, it's a stinking, I mean, it goes from zero to prison break, dude. And, like, he ends up, even Morgan Freeman is like, he can't handle it. 
on the real world, in the real world. He can't, just like Stinkin' Brooks. And you don't know what's going to happen. And you feel bad for these guys. And then he says, I'm going to break my probation. Who's going to care? And he goes to Mexico, dude, with the money he found under that, in that stinking rock wall. What he said is the first place that his wife made love. The scene, and you don't have to have the closure. You don't need This that. is why it's perfect. The camera zooms out and ends before they even embrace, dude. Yes. He sees Andy working on his boat, dude. And, and I'll tell you what, the reason it's so amazing because Morgan Freeman didn't think he was going to see Tim Robbins just like, just like Andy didn't think he was going to see Red. Yes. He stops what he's doing. They look up at each other and they just start walking towards each other on the beach. And it's like, they, last time they seen each other, they were in, in, in four walls, dude. And they were never going to breathe free air again. Now look at him, dude. It's, I don't care if you've only got 10 years left to live in life. Those are going to be the best 10 years of, like, ever. He's in Mexico, dude. He said he's going uh, to fix an old boat to take, you know, stinking guests out. Charter fishing. Dude, the dreams came true. The American dream happened, and it just so happened to happen in Mexico. <laughs> it's amazing. Dude, it's a fantastic ending. And what's great to see Morgan Freeman smile like that—it's—it lightens your it like lights your heart up, dude. Oh, dang! Is that the best ending ever, dude? We said there's two sequences. We can't First time an ending is that amazing, and it doesn't have anything to do with a girl. Legit, it's just a bromance, dude. It's amazing. There are two sequences in this movie I don't like watching. First is Brooks. Watching that old man get out. And being scared of the world, being scared of everything. When he was the man in prison. He, and he's all, remember, I, 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 never, I never caught it. Never caught it. He feeds that little birdie in his coat. Then later on, it's a full-grown bird. I'm like, that's his bird. I How did you not know that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm obtuse sometimes. <laughs> How can you be so obtuse? What did you call me? Dude, I seen a thing years later with him in it. And somebody said something about him being obtuse. It's a commercial for something. It was amazing, though. That's funny. You didn't um, know that was this bird, dude? What was the bird's name? Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash. Ooh, seven foot wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake. Jake. Jake's the name of the he bird. He lets Jake go, and that's the saddest thing ever. He's feeding the pigeons, but I think Jake will come and see me, but he never does. Dude, what does Morgan Freeman say? It's a life sentence, and that's what, they, that's what it takes. It takes your life. I thought I was talking about Angie when I was watching the movie, and I think this dude. They talk, the probation always asks, "Have you been rehabilitated?" Okay, I'll tell you something right now. Prison nowadays, it's not a rehabilitation at all. It may have been once upon a time. Prison nowadays is pure punishment. It makes you work. It makes you worse. It, it, like, literally, prison exists to keep, I guess, us safe and them away. Like. Prison isn't meant to make anyone better. It's not to cure anybody. Prison's there to just punish. Prison what, is like, the, I hate you for what one, you've done to me. What's the one thing? It's retribution. It's retribution. Yes, yeah, absolutely. The goal is you deserve to pay for what you've done. Go to prison. I don't want you to get fixed. I don't want you to become part of society again. I want you gone. Dude. And it's weird because that lady who sent Nash to prison. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. She said, I signed your death sentence. She wants him to die in prison. But why are that, those same people against the death penalty? Because it isn't the same thing. You just die. It's torture, dude. You know what they're already saying? What? They're already saying that if there's one thing that prisoners don't like, it's somebody that's a child predator. 
And they're already praising the fact that he's going to go and get murdered. When he goes, uh, what's the one thing? What's the worst thing somebody can take from you? Your, your, your time. Self-governance, yeah. Time. The, dude, I was watching a, a special where this guy... Got he he was in prison for thirty years before they finally they got him out Those on the technicality. The best years of your life, dude. Your youth, your vigor, your strength. Oh, we got a cousin that's going on thirty years straight up. So he, how old is he? he's mom's age? He was in his twenties when he went to prison. He's on he's. Creeping 60. Everything he's learned about life, he learned on the inside. He learned what manhood... I mean, he, he, Like, he said it. He was, he was clean on the outside, he goes to prison, and he learns to be a criminal. Yes. That happens. People go into jail for small offenses. Look at Blow. He went into prison for weed, and he came out with a stinking PhD in cocaine. Insane, dude. I'm just like... As Americans, we're so revenge-oriented. We don't care about people getting healed or cured. We care about punishing them. We watch, I, I mean, there's news people say about these, these kids start to rock off that stinking bridge. Listen, that's awful. Those kids killed a guy because they were stupid. But what does everyone want? Those kids to pay forever. They're f 15 years old. The, the, no one's saying, let's get them better. Let's help them. You see this, the party? I mean, listen. You're, you're, you have to have this opinion. You're, you're a pastor. You're, you're, you know, all about forgiveness and retribution and all that. On the other side of the table is me. And yeah, they deserve hell for what they did. But I mean, dude, they're, they're getting ready to go in their, the party that the media threw because they passed their psych exams. They were hoping to get a, you know, Mentally incompetent? Oh, no. They're going back in for another, another medical exam. Psychiatric medical exam. Because two of them are like 15. I know. And one of them 17. That dude's screwed. Listen, I'm not saying I'm a bleeding heart liberal who wants... I'm just saying... Here's the thing, too. I'm just saying this. Listen. Now, you got to admit, it's, it's different if it was in your family. I, I said, I'm saying this. I'm saying, if we the people say no death penalty, then why do people die in prison? Isn't that the same thinking yes, thing? Yes, it is. And it's costing us more money. I'm not saying, I'm I just saying that we are, our society is a complicated place because on one hand, we claim that we Dude, love people and forgive people. On the other hand, we want them dead. I signed your death warrant. I want you to die in prison, but I want you to be killed by a, a syringe. It's a weird thing. That's all I'm saying. I'm a complicated man. Nobody understands me but my woman, dude. <laughs> Your smile, dude. I don't know. Shaft. Dude. Shaft. He's a dude. complicated man. <laughs> no one understands him but his woman. Uh -huh. Shaft. So I'm not saying this kid should walk. I'm just saying, is there. Like. Are you not entertained? If someone goes to prison and does 25 years for a crime and comes out, are you satisfied for the 25 years he did, or do you want him to still be in there? Listen, I got a friend. Well, not a friend. I, I went to school with this kid in middle school. He ended up dropping out in high school. So we're the same age. He was 18. He blew somebody's head off on Dixie Highway. Holy cow. And not only that, he, the, the judge said he's never seen somebody with less remorse ever. He didn't give a shit. That dude's still in prison, and we're going on 20 years now. So 
what happens if he gets out? Only thing he's not, he literally just began adulthood. Killed someone. And he learns, now he's in prison? Like, what kind of person is that if they let him out? I don't know. That's some scary shit. I, I'm, I'm not saying I want, I want to get out. I'm just you saying. want Rob De Niro to move in next to you? No, it can't Hell be your no, style. Hell no, dude. I'm a bad motherfucker, but I ain't no killer, man. Shit. I'm not saying I want him out of prison. I'm just saying people's opinions are they're, they, 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 they're contradictory. They Hell say yeah, they are. no death penalty, but I want him to die in prison. No death penalty. I hope he rots. It's, it's a weird thing, and I'm watching outside. I'm like, listen, what you're saying, it, it literally contradicts itself. Like, listen, it was so bad back in the day. Like, watch the Green Mile. There was an audience of family and friends to watch him get killed. That's some crazy shit. And they, they were so bad. Like, on the Green Mile, like, they are in the room. Like, there's nothing surreal about their mind. smelling his body burn, dude. That's the... I wouldn't want to see that. You know what else? What? That stinking, um, what's his name? He's in Green Mile. He's the dad of the girls. Yes, he is. That is insane. I can't even handle that movie. Oh, brutal, dude. Big old Michael Clark Duncan, dude. Oh, baby, you just want to hug him the whole time. I'm scared of the dog, boss. Oh. Poor Morgan Freeman in this instructor. He goes, he goes, Take a piss, boss. He's like, get over here. He's like, you don't have to ask me every time you got to take a piss. And he's, he's like, I do. He's <laughs> he like, said 30-something years asking to take a piss. He's like, can't spill a drop without getting yeah, permission. Can't, I can't spill a drop without getting permission. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's so crazy. Because he's just institutionalized. You know what is amazing? What? Brooks was here. So was Red. <laughs> that's amazing. What's crazy is Brooks' letter never says he kills himself, but they knew reading it. They yeah, knew they reading it. Remember the argument they have? Dude. That's we, crazy. We that and raise us right. So, great. Mm. Yep. Exactly. Gr- great camera shots. This movie is a shot I love. Him with his arms spread. That's one of The rain shot is unbelievable. That is classic. Literally for like, I think, is this universal? Uh, I thought it's like a 30 or like a 100 or some kind of like universal's 100 year Hopefully birthday. Hopefully it ain't Miramax. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but they do a clips like a montage of clips, and that clip made it with the rain because mm-hmm. it's one of the best clips that I ever had. Like other favorite sh- a shot I see all the time in movie montages is the poster get ripped off the wall. The whole like the, the camera goes yep. into the hole, and when that camera that's a great shot. Him looking in there. How about when he just starts throwing the stuff? It's and so even the guards like, damn, they damn. And it goes through that, and you hear. Ding, 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 ding. You're it's like, so hot. The oh, sound and editing. And Freeman's face and he like bends down to look. <laughs> dude, the sound editing of that's perfect because you hear that thing and they're just, and he approached it slowly, dude. Thick as thieves you two are. And when he the, the, disappeared like a fart in the wind. <laughs> dude, when the camera goes behind and he rips that thing off, his, it's a great shot, dude. Insane, dude. How about, how, like, what is it? He, he starts calculating how long it took him. And when he's walking in the yard and he's just dropping sand out in the dude, yard. Dude, it's incredible. Holy crap, dude. Have you ever seen the Family Guy Shawshank episode? Yes. Is it the funniest thing you've ever seen in your <laughs> yes. life, dude? <laughs> yes. No one told his life was supposed to be this way. Ding, 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 ding. And the thing's like, <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> That's really funny, dude. That's amazing, dude. Oh, man. 
in frame, dude. Um, so let's see. It's a great prison break. Amazing. It's not prison a prison break. break movie, but it's a great prison break in it. Yes, it is. Like there, like there's how he's just throwing up every few feet, dude. Listen, I can't what handle. He, he, he went through 500 yards of shit, came out clean, and now it's on the <laughs> other end, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Listen, oh, he's got the trash bag in this nice suit, perfectly dry. I'm not. Never look at a man's shoes. What do you call that? When you're like a Casey Jones style, when you're afraid of enclosed places. Claustrophobic. <laughs> I never looked at another man. <laughs> <laughs> never Casey Jones. You're claustrophobic. He's like, I never looked at another guy. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> Casey Jones, dude. Remember when his poor ass when that bench breaks, dude? <laughs> dude, stick it up. Um, in Rocky II, remember the Italian guy he works for? Breaks figures for the bad guy? Or, yeah. Uh, that guy, come, Rocky's famous. He buys the cool Gazzo. coat. He pays a cool coat, you know? The guy, the guy his uh, partner's like, here to the zoo. Freaks like the zoo. <laughs> He's like, did you get that license plate? What are you talking about? That bus that hit your face. <laughs> that ran over your face. <laughs> but in Rocky II, he goes, he goes up, he goes, listen, man, I got some investment opportunities for you. You can invest in condos. And Rocky's like, uh, well, you know, uh... We don't really believe in those. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I watched it again. That's a funny line, dude. <laughs> I don't really believe in that stuff. The best is when they drive off. I should have broke your thumbs. You're like, dang, dude. Dude, um, but there's some good... Freaks like the zoo. <laughs> there's, a there's not a very many great prison escapes in, in movies. You have The Great not Escape. Not like this. Um, the Great Escape. Great Escape is um, the San Francisco prison, right? No, that's Alcatraz. It's Alcatraz. Okay. Great Escape is the one in World War II where they're breaking out of that. And that's country oh, camp. that's right. All the that's Brits right. and the American soldiers. How about Deer Hunter, dude? <laughs> they break out of prison of that? They're, they're POWs. <gasps> and they're playing Russian Roulette. That's That's crazy. insane, bro. Have you ever seen that movie? Deer Hunter? Yeah. The ending scene with Walken is the that's worst. That's the most uncomfortable movie you've ever seen, dude. That actually, De Niro actually had a decent cry in that one. That movie's sick, bro. When those Chinese guys are just starts with Vietnamese, they're slapping them. Laughing, dude. Oh, oh my goodness. Penguin Cash, I like that escape in that movie. Oh, the zip line and all that? And the, the belts? The belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be strong as a mark, well, dude. Look who they got, bro. That was, uh, that was when Kurt Russell was like in shape, shape. That was like soldier Kurt Russell, dude. Dude, he had like 42 lines of dialogue, 42 words in that movie. That's it. Because he's like, just oh, never talked that movie. Just looked all big and bad, dude. Um, there's not a, there's that movie Escape with Arnie and um, Stallone. Sly? I never watched it. Nah, no, 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 it's not good. I guarantee it's whack. But this is one of the great all time Hollywood escape films, and it's not even an escape film. It's just like the thing is, I'm not claustrophobic, but here's the thing, I'm scared of a pipe crawls like that because they did remember Aliens Dude. with bishops in that pipe. Yeah. Just, I, and that one's not, there's no poop in it. I'm my, still in my like, in my mind. I get that. I always get that feeling that it's just getting smaller and smaller. I I. I don't want to say that I'm claustrophobic, but I think I might be claustrophobic, dude. Like, I, I, that's probably why I don't like planes, man. I hate planes, dude. You always feel like th there's not enough air in there, and you're like, oh, hee! You know what's crazy? I don't like being in a vehicle. I'm not driving. I hate it. That's why I hate tubing. I hate tubing because I'm not in control of the vehicle. You hate tubing because there's always some asshole driving. It's the... I, Watch this! Gee, gee! I don't understand a game where the where the it's gonna be a loser and you're the loser every time. And the guy driving is gonna crush you and hurt you every time. You feel like that game when the frogs are crossing the street. 
The frogger? Oh, yeah, frogger, dude. Um, so I hate watching the Brooks scene, but the Brooks scene you need to understand the last yes. scene with Red. You need that echo to happen. Dude, how he's an old man. He's just scared of everything. And what's crazy, it's, it's the same lady opened the, the room. It's the same person bagging groceries. It's the same manager. It's fantastic how they just, they, as you see, yeah. they come out into the world. Like, Brooks went to prison in 1905. He gets out 50 years later. He said, I saw a car once, so they're everywhere. He, like, it's a different world than when he went in to see. Everybody's in a hurry. It's like, people are just honking him. He's getting all freaked out, man. That's so sad, man. Another scene I, I, I hard for me to watch. Is, this, is it Tommy? Billy? It's Tommy. I think Tommy. It's Tommy. Yeah, because Billy, Billy's in, um, Billy's the one in Green Mile. Okay, so Tommy comes in to the prison, and he knows Dufresne is innocent. It's crazy, because you don't... When he tells the you story. You don't know it, because you see the opening you're scene. You're wondering. Him drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wonder, is, did he kill her or not? Because you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, he could have been drunk. Right. And, and, and acting on emotion. And when you find out he's innocent, and the guy, Elmo Bass, tells that story, that's a horrifying way he tells a story. He, the way he laughs. Disgusting. His, his teeth all bared out like that. Disgusting. I do sick. And the best part was, dude, it's, he's awful, dude. It's awful. And then they kill that poor kid. That scene, I hated. That's when you, that's when you realize the warden is an evil piece of crap who hides behind the Bible, dude. I hate that. And what's great is that the sign in front of the safe, um, judgment, your judgment is sure and it comes soon. That's legit for his life, dude. That happens. He, he, remember, he opens the safe, dude, and there's the Bible in there. I, Amazing. I, what's crazy is earlier in the movie, I never noticed that when they search his room, the poster, the hole is behind it right then. Yeah. And the Bible has a hammer in it, and the guy's holding it and almost leaves it and gives it back. He goes, You keep reading this book, Salvation Lies Herein. And the, the hammer's in there, and it's like, salvation is in that book because it gets him out of this prison. That's insane. It's so good, dude. Um, He's not in the... Um... No, I couldn't find him in the uh, IMDb page. It's Tommy. I, it's, it's Tommy. Tommy yeah. But um, that scene when they kill him, it's dude, brutal. when they say, would you tell this? If I got the people, would you tell this story? He's like, Absolutely. Because it's, the, it's this boy, the, dude. Give me the chance. Because that guy, yeah, just give me the chance. Because Tim Robbins had faith in him that he could do it. Believed in him, trained him to read. How about after he's dead and they get his thinking, don't they get his score? No, that, he's not alive. He's alive when he gets that score. Oh, okay. Uh, Robbins is in, in the hole when he gets Oh, it. oh. and that, Yeah, because they go, kid passed. That oh, was awesome. Oh, dude. Two months in the hole, dude. That's got to be just a nightmare. Dude. They think they broke him and they didn't. Nope. Remember, he's like, uh, after he got in trouble with the record player, he's like, yep, I wasn't alone. I had Mozart. I had And they're like, hey, let's tote that, tote that record player down there. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what that woman was saying. Because everybody's listening. Like, everybody Dude, looks up at the camera. camera shot. It's amazing. It comes up. And everybody's looking up. That's a great <laughs> camera amazing, shot, dude. dude. The poor guy is the coolest guy, too. He's taking a shit. Dude, that poor guy. Lock him in there. Andy, Andy, open up, man. He, he just thinks Andy's his boy. Andy just did him wrong, dude. <laughs> man, that's the, he was the cool guy, man. Oh, man, dude. 
the movie's so stinking good. Any other sequences you want to highlight before we go into the patron? Um, we'll hit some during the race. The stinking, his first encounter with Hadley. That's a, that's a stinking, that's a left turn in that movie. It's incredible. They're on the roof, and I love that Red works their names. Yeah, in, gets them, gets all the, the guys. Just saying names. Like, look at the paper. He's like da 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 da, and just saying his boy. Like, wouldn't you know it? Me and some of the guys got drunk. <laughs> They're out there t- hot, tar in the roof. And it's, it's it, and the weather's good, so you're out. Of, you kind of like yeah. You, you, you they he even said we could have been tarring one of our own houses. But wait, first of all, Hadley, what a self-centered prick that guy is. <sighs> Dude, he is complaining about getting 35 grand from his dead brother. Like he's complaining, and people are like that. There are people who complain. Yeah, then you gotta plan, then you gotta pay tax on the car. Dude, I'm like, what are you talking about? You find the storm cloud in the beautiful field yep. picture, dude. Yeah. He's like, beautiful, but the pollen count's gonna be up. <laughs> like, that's the guy. It's always got a stinking cancer on every corner, that guy. And Dufresne walks How about up. when he just says, Do you trust your wife? Oh, you're real funny. Look out, boys. He's about to have an accident. That's scary. <laughs> I love how Morgan Freeman's like, Andy, Andy. <laughs> like, get your ass over here, fool. <laughs> oh, you think he's going off the roof? Dude, he, he's going to throw it. And the people on the ground are like, oh, shit. They, they, see, they see it happening, dude. And you know he would do it. You know Hadley would do it in a second. Dude, he kills a guy the first day Andy gets to prison, dude. Yep. That was sick when he we'll was get, hit. We'll get to oh. that. We'll get to that. Um, but Dufresne. Dufresne is a stinking genius banker, dude. So and he knows all the ins and outs. Scores beer for all his boys and doesn't even drink. Dude, he just wants to be one of the boys, dude. Well, Morgan Freeman said, maybe you want to curry guard the favor, a curry curry with the guards, or maybe you wanted to get with me the boys, or maybe he just wanted to feel like a real person. Feel like a free man, yeah. And I think the third one's the right one. He just yeah, wants to be, because remember he said the way he walks in the prison. He just walks like he's strolling through a park. Yeah. He still has that freedom in his heart. Dude, there's never been a scene that makes me want to drink a beer more in my life. Than that scene. It's ice cold. Drink it while it's cold, boys. And they're, so and, and they, and they're just, even managed to sound magnanimous. Dude, they <laughs> were st- like literally Morgan Freeman was looking at the bottle, just staring at the bottle. Like, like I can't believe I'm drinking this shit. I'm drinking a beer and I'm a prisoner. That's incredible. And, 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 the, and the prisoners aren't even screaming at him or nothing. He's just drink it up, boys. Magnanimous. <laughs> Dude, saved him $35,000. Yeah, he did. You can give a one-time gift. Dude, Dufresne goes, he goes, and I know you'll figure it out yourself, you know, because he's got he's to make Hadley look good. You're damn right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Before you know it, I was doing all the other softball teams, Dude, Texas. The other prisoners were coming in because intramural sports. It's like, the next year, intramural season was planned right on tax season. And all the other teams, they should bring the W-2s, dude. That was so funny. He's like, well, you know you can claim that. And he's like, did they make you buy your own gun? Hell yeah. <laughs> he's like, bullets too. <laughs> dude, dude, remember Brooks is like, he said, okay, where do you want your kids to go to school? Harvard or Yale? <laughs> that was so, and then he says, <laughs> that was and so Brooks, funny. Just eating no, hell no, he didn't. <laughs> Brooks is just bragging him up. Dude. Yeah, he is, dude. He, dude, I'm telling you from that first day to where he, what he became, dude, like even Morgan Freeman was just like, I just missed my friend. And all those guys told stories about him when he left. They all were telling stories. 
because he lived as a free man in a place where freedom wasn't there, in a even, place where it was dangerous to have hope. Dude, even Haywood was telling them stories, laughing his ass off. Man! Oh. <laughs> He's all singing Hank Williams, dude. He gets a, a new library, dude. That's the shit he pulled. We can talk about that movie like those prisoners talked about him after he escaped. Yes. That's how good that movie is. Dude. Yes, it is. Now... Starting in February, we are becoming going from weekly to a monthly format. And some of you guys... kind of like marriage. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Tony. You're so stupid. Okay. Too bad there's probably 90% of our audience, I wish it. <laughs> Once a month, that'd be amazing. Um, I'm not even going there with you, Tony. Um, so... One thing we do is we've if you're a patron, okay, you gotta go on our Patreon. If you already give to the show, you must change your reward level. Cause we used to ask you to give a dollar per episode. We did four, now we're only doing one. So we want to ask our audience this. Listen, if you love the podcast, we want to ask you, consider giving a dollar a month. A dollar a month. Uh, if if a little, give a lot. Then a lot don't have to give. Wait, the crap I just say. Fool me once. Uh, don't, uh, don't fool me again, dude. <laughs> you totally got it, dude. If a lot, give a little. Then a little don't got to give a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. So if everyone give, if you, if you like the show, love the show, give a buck a month. A buck per episode is all we ask. A buck a month, okay? And what we do for our patrons, we give five bucks a month because these people are crazy and want to give more. I don't know why you want to, but if you want to give a little bit extra, this is what we do for you, okay? We mention you and your favorite movie on air, give you a mad love a shout out and talk about your favorite movie. So this month, our patron, someone who gives to the show, who loves the show, is Mrs. Joy. And Mrs. Joy is a good friend of ours. Uh, Tony, she's the best. Joy, unspeakable joy. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Are you kidding me, dude? And, uh, her favorite movie of all time is a little movie called... It's also my favorite movie. What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie you've never seen before. I ain't never seen this movie. It's called Sense and Sensibility. Now listen, I know fellas, chick flicks, guys, we talk trash, we hate them. I remember one day I was in college, and we had we, some girls and us watching a movie. Me and the guys and some of the girls, you know, we all hanging out, like four and four. And the guys got to pick a movie, girls got to pick a movie. You know that? We have, it, it was a cool kind of thing. We watched both movies in one night, and the first movie was the girls' pick, which was Sensitibility. And I was, like, annoyed. I'm like, I watch a stupid movie, girl movie. It's like, and it's one of the worst kind. Like, Victorian dresses. Oh, it's old school? Like, British. Like, oh, they're, like, my goodness. Like, you know these kind of movies where the guys, you know, the, the girls are in the big fancy dresses? Yeah, the, uh, puffy-ass shoulders. Yes, and, and it's, like, the sisters, and then there's... So I'm, I'm like, this movie's going to suck. So I watch a movie, and all of a sudden, I'm in. I am in. There's a point in the movie. This, is what, and I, this, this, this movie taught me an important lesson. There's a guy in the movie named Willoughby. And Willoughby's a stud, dude. Like, there's a girl out, out, out. Well, the name like Willoughby, how could he not be, dude? Well, this girl's out and about in the rain. And trying to get away home. So, and she's, she's so far from home, she can't get home. And she, um, it's, she gets wet and cold. And this guy comes up on a horse, sees her laying there. She's, she's lost. He gets down, picks her up, gets on the horse with her, rides her home, busts and goes with her in his arms, puts her in a bed like, she's sick, she told me where she lived, I knew where you were, and 
he's a stallion of a man. I watched him like, that's what a man is. That's a man. I watched the movie like, that's what kind of man I'm going to be. She falls for him, dude. She loves him. It's, and you're like, this is, okay, I'm in, dude. Sweet, cool guy. It's a cool girl. Oh, yeah. So there's a twist. But the guy. Willoughby's a woman. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> Willoughby sucks. He's cool, likable, charming, but he's a player, and he has no commitment. And he breaks her heart and walks away, dude. Just walks away and wrecks her life. And I'm watching the movie going, oh, being cool isn't everything. And I never even thought of that, dude. Never even thought that being the cool guy isn't the point. In my mind, that's the whole point of life. You be cool and funny, and that's it. But Willoughby was cool, funny, awesome, and lost everything. Is he malicious? He's stupid. He's careless. Damn, bro. You talking about me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but... That movie taught me I need to be more than cool. And you know what's crazy? You know, it's, she ends up marrying the girl. She's up, she ends up marrying Snape. Ends up marrying Hans Gruber. Ends up marrying, um, what's his name, dude? Hans Rickman? Gruber. Yes, Alan Rickman. He plays the colonel. And one day, she, it's, it's crazy. You're so excited, like, I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> so Rick, he's there all the time. He's an older man. He's not cool. He's not charming. Is he like Harrison Ford on Sabrina? Yes. He's the steady. We know a lot of guys that are not the funniest, not the coolest, but they're good men. Too bad I always say, that's me. And then I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, when he gets married, she goes off running like outside just angry. And again. Um, well, who gets married? Willoughby, the guy she loved. Who's he marry? He marries some girl for money because her family's rich. Ding. So she goes off and she... she got a sister? To... <laughs> she, uh, she's out there and she gets exhausted and she just lays Is down. Is Rickman awesome in it? Rickman finds her, brings her home, just like Willoughby did. And he's not the same as Willoughby. He's not as funny. No, he's or not cool. a pimp. But he's faithful and they went married and it's good. And I'm like... Yeah, but dude... Committed? That's saying it's okay to just be good. Don't be great. Just be no, good. No. <laughs> Being, I'm saying, I'll say this. My drama, when I was a kid, my drama teacher told me, my drama teacher told me as a kid, she goes, Miss Lewis? Mrs. Lewis in, in my high school. She said to me, She said, go up there and play, play the hell out of that spider. <laughs> she said to me, I'd rather have commitment than talent. And I'm, I was like, what are you talking about? But if someone's talent didn't show up, like Lindsay Lohan apparently is a good actress, never stood up for her parts. When the hell was she a good actress? I guess I heard she was good in Mean Girls. What? That script was so good, anybody would have been good. <laughs> um, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> Tina Fey's in that movie, dude. Hell yes, she is. So is Tim Meadows. That's funny, dude. Tim was, Meadows. That movie's awesome. Um, but I'm just saying, that movie taught me there's more to being a man than being cool. I didn't know that for a long time. Well, it didn't take, it didn't take, because your ass is cool as shit. I mean, if you both do the man, but I'm saying. Yeah, it's hard. I didn't, like, I, dude, you knew how I dated girls in high school, early college. Yeah, you were a sorry excuse for a man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Always one foot out the door, dude. At least you weren't as bad as me, though. <laughs> I won't say what I want to say. So. One foot in the clinic. <laughs> Like Scrooge McDuck, man, I gotta go to the free clinic, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joy, thanks for believing the show. Joy, unspeakable, Joy! It's really a great movie. 
I can't wait to not watch it. <laughs> I love you, Joy, though. What's crazy is, dude, there's two sisters, and one is sense, which is like passion, and one's its ability, and you see how these two things play out in love, and like, which, it's a cool little story. Well, uh, I guess it makes sense, don't you? <laughs> so, raised us right, raised us wrong. Here we go. Raised us right. Here we go. Tim Robbins says, but music, he goes, I have music, the Mozart's up here, and here in my heart. He goes, it's that part of me that they can't touch. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you know. He always goes deep on their ass, and there's a bunch of convicts there. He, said, he says, hope, and Red chastises him. Too bad Red got pissed because he don't have hope anymore. No hope. He goes, hope's a dangerous thing in a place like this. Hope will drive a man crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out there, and I'm in here. Dude. Dude, that's a brutal scene because Tim Robbins has grit in his teeth, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, that idea, I hold that in me, dude. That, that whatever happens in life, you got a part of you that no one can get to and break, dude. You know what? Um, you remember the scene on Training Day? Ethan Hawke's talking about the streets. I know the streets. I figured them out. As long as they, don't, they can't, no matter what happens out there, they can't take your smiles and your cries. Nobody can ever take that. And they were like, damn, that's true. That's just like hope. But you have to hold on to it. You got to protect it. You have to make sure that that goes away. Because that's why he was able to be in prison, not be a prison man. Because mm -hmm. he had in inside him a hope of something Dude, better. The stinking warden was like, you're working side by side with me. Because he, cause he had to utilize those skills he had. That's why he yep. was such a dog ass and killed that stinking kid. Yep. Because he wanted to keep his money train rolling. Mm -hmm. What did he say? It never stops. Like, he, nothing stops. How about when that stinking dude was like, uh, my wife baked you this pie. I don't think you have to worry about them contracts. Wife can't cook for shit. <laughs> can't bake for shit. Woman can't. Dude, that's funny, dude. Watch the rest of this pie. Woman can't bake for shit. And then the next scene, Morgan Freeman's tearing that pie up. <laughs> He's like, this is the best pie I ever had. <laughs> but it's whatever happens, like, like whether, it's in, in, whether you're in jail in India, whether you're unemployed in Greenland, whatever's going on. Dude. What? Oh, you're talking about Princess Bride? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> um, but uh, whatever's going on. You're like, dude, me and my boy Shane Wilson on our group text, we always battle stinking Princess Bride quotes, dude. But um, <laughs> that, Greenland. <laughs> I get, I mean, I see people on Facebook, dude, life beats them up. And they're just like, I can't do it no more. Got me on the ropes. I'm like, this is just. You are me. the Bruce Squad. <laughs> <laughs> People complain about all the things they're facing. Just normal life stuff. This is normal life. I, I we know. all go through this, man. This morning, I try to change something, some a water, like a water filter in my house, and I break the entire water system in my house. <gasps> I try to turn it back on, water spraying all over my basement. Listen, that happens. This stuff happens. It's not like end of the world. Oh shoot. It's just a thing. The devil's really getting me today, guys. <laughs> we this. You know, car broke I'm under down. Attack. I'm under attack. Car broke down. Didn't the car have a quarter million miles on it? <laughs> Didn't you just buy it for $300? <laughs> when I bought that car from that shady Chaldean down in Detroit. I told your dumb ass. I, I bought it. For we made fun of that car for a day and a half. And I bought it, and it broke down on the way home. Did I say, I'm under attack? Did I say, God's testing me? No, I'm like, I'm stupid. I shouldn't have bought that car. I told you. I told you it smelled like 
a flood. I understand, Tony. I, I, the guy didn't even put enough gas in it for you to hit the freeway for two exits. I understand, dude. I can't even believe that happened. <laughs> you called me and said, I talked him down to 1800. <laughs> and I'm like, that's $1,800 of toilet paper. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, literally, I thought of the scene on Mobsters when he said, we can burn money. Do it. Burn it. He throws it in the stick of fire. <laughs> that's me, dude. That was you, dude. Burn, or cliffhanger. Take the fortune to heat this place. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Dang, Gina. But, uh, so... <laughs> You gotta make sure that hope's protected so I can get through and break it. So you can keep that that joy. You can't you like when I first started driving trucks. Here we go. So I was it. not ready to be turned loose on my own driving this stunk the country. They turned me loose. The first load I picked up, I, I backed into something. I had to make an accident report. First week. Oh, my goodness. I mean, every week was something new. Yes. I, I mean, it was so crazy. But I'll tell you what, dude. Six, eight months later, I'm out there killing it. I, I thought about parking that truck and just getting a plane ticket home. <laughs> like, I was like, I can't do I can't do this, dude. You are the only one that can hold on to hope. And the Don't minute you give up, yep. nobody can get it back for your ass. Mama can't get it back for you. I don't arm my mic, but I'm just saying, man, like, the minute you give up on yourself, like, dude, in prison, dude, I don't even want to think about if I could make it. Oh, like, when I, when I crashed into that bridge, <laughs> and I lost my, I lost that 40-foot container into traffic. And you thought you killed somebody? And I heard the windows breaking, and I thought somebody was dead. I, and I, I, like, so fast... Uh, that would have been so at least Tony 10 years. was driving a semi truck with a trailer on a flatbed, uh, 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 a ten foot tall construction trailer on a flatbed semi truck. Hits a semi. It's a bridge at four p.m. Fifty five miles an hour, four thirty on a Thursday. On what road? I ninety four Mount Elliott Bridge. The thing shoots off the back of the trailer. All the I literally look in my rearview mirrors because I the whole the truck kept going, but the container stopped. All the straps broke, and when I looked in my mirrors, it was going into traffic. It was on the freeway, skidding, and, I, and all these cars were coming on either side of it. And it was so fast, and I heard all these windows breaking. I forgot that I didn't have a container. I had an office. So the office has air conditioning unit, windows, shades, the whole nine. So that's what I was hearing breaking. Now, this happened in, like, 08. If this would have happened in 18, somebody would be dead because 100% people are talking on their phones Texting and driving. Yes. So, in my mind, it killed somebody. It let, it let, the guy was behind you, it landed on their car and crushed them. It killed him. And here's the thing. If that would have happened, you go to prison. I would have done 10 years at least. 10 years for going to work and not paying attention. And, I mean, literally, I was listening to the radio and it came on the news. That was some scary shit. <laughs> you hear it yourself. I heard news. about my dumb ass. You know how you're, you're sitting there listening to music? You go, ahead, dumb mother <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, literally, I thought, I mean, it was the scariest thing I've ever lived through. That was insane. But if I would have went to prison for that, it was my fault. It was careless. But could you imagine coming to see me in prison? 
It'd break my heart, Tony. Yours? It'd break my asshole. <laughs> Tony, if you could survive the Marines, you'd survive prison, dude. I didn't, dumbass. I got thrown out after 10 weeks. What are you talking about if you could survive? You didn't quit. <laughs> no. you, you, medical discharge. Why are you even talking about that shit, man? I didn't know you were going to go We got to talk about all my failures on this damn show, dude. Damn. Remember that one time you tried to do this? And you said, oh, shit. Remember when you tried to go to college? That was hilarious. That shit, what was it? Three semesters? You dropped 75% of classes every semester? Let's talk about that fucking dog that got taken away from us, too, dude. Shit. <laughs> Damn, so dude. Raised us right, dude. So don't give up hope when you fuck up as much as Tony does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ernesto's just trying to prove to you that you can be cool and be an Alan Rigman. And I was that one dude. <laughs> I was Willoughby, dude. Shit. So also raise us right. And I don't know if this is raised right, raised right. I don't know if this is right, but this is how I live. You can't let him see you bleed. No. You can't. I agree. That, that first, the, the, can you imagine coming off that bus and there's men lined up jeering you? Like, it's like you're, 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 you're fresh meat. You can't be tough. You can't fake it. Not there. Jesus told me this story. He oh, jeez. He was in jail. And he said, he said there was this huge dude in his cell. Everyone was scared of he said, I'll tell you what, I was just happy there was only one Kimbo slice in my cell. He goes, because I looked across the hall and there was three in that one. Oh, my He was there over gosh. 100 days, dude. Just trying to mind his own. I mean, dude, and that's just jail. Remember when we seen our boy in prison? I remember. You remember the difference of when we've seen him? And in the course of two then, hours. And then when we... Oh, yeah. Oh, that was huge. But I'm saying before he went to prison, when we talked to him, he was a completely different person. When he came to see us in the, in the visiting uh, area, he was stone cold. He had to be. He was mean. Like, he was like, remember, like, every time he would say something, he'd get, like, this face. Like, he looks like he wants to hit us. And we were pumping him up with Mountain Dews and snacks, just buying him all these snacks. And he, by the end of it, he was like a kid, laughing, smiling. He told us, too, before, because remember he said, hey, man, I don't mean to keep asking, but you, can, you know, you think I can get a pop? We're like, fuck it, you can get a pop. We can get him Mountain Dews, get him candies. He was like on a sugar high. By the time we left him, he was like, man, you guys got me all high on sugar, man. I got me. But, dude, he had to wipe that smile right off before he went back. Yes, he did. He was telling us stories, man. I'm, when is he getting out? He's out. What? He's he's down river. He is with his ma, and he's he's grinding it out, dude. When are we gonna go see him? I, I, I'm basically with him right now. Tell him to come see us. Okay, dude. I was just gonna I was just gonna text you today to get his address. I want to write him a letter. We used to write him letters in prison all the time. I'll tell you what, him, dude. I I want him to be our personal trainer, dude. Oh, he's how stinking slim and ripped was he when we seen him? Huge dude, dude. He, cause I mean, he was always in good shape. He was like a power lifter. Yeah, good, but he had a little bit, you know, meat on him, dude. When we'd seen him in prison, holy nothing. It was less, like a V, dude. Holy crap! So in this movie, the new fish come in. And he, he bets on who's gonna break first. That is sick. And they, Red says, you know, who? Uh, Red got Andy. He, he chose Andy. Andy's first day in prison. He cost me forty cigarettes. Four. Didn't make a, didn't make a peep. Dude, but that, that big guy loses it. He starts crying. Dude, and that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Gets, gets him killed. Gets him killed. <sighs> I once saw a guy lose it in the, uh, the, the bus yard. Or the, I worked it up. A 
carpet cleaning company when I was in uh, college. <laughs> when you ripped that stinking half wall off and you just <laughs> didn't say nothing? <laughs> it's just like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Dude, I wrecked that a little... So, uh, so um, <laughs> after work, all the guys are going to the strip club. Okay, we're down, we're down, like, I'm down at... I'm in, like, right north of night, uh, 8 Mile. I'm oh, I thought the, you were telling the story about when I came to Chicago and stole your ID. <laughs> You dog, dude. Had to mail that shit back to you. You were like, you ain't gonna need it. Um, so, it was, so I'm I'm twenty year old kid, okay, and everyone's going out to strip club and ask, you want to go with us? So I'm like, no, nah, man, I gotta go see my girl. I I, I I've been out, okay. I'm dating Angie at the time. I'm out because give, give you, if I don't go, I'm getting crap. I know and that's just the way it is. They give me crap, and I take it. And I come back next Monday. You know, it's Friday night. I've got the paychecks. That's one guy. Can we strip club with this man? He goes, no, nah, man, I can't go. And one guy just says, he's like, man, he don't want to go there, man. He said, like, he don't like no women. He likes those men. You know, he's just being stupid. He's, he pulled a Samuel. And this he guy, being a second man. And he goes to the guy, he, the guy talks trash, and they all start laughing. And he, you see, he looks like, like panicked and angry. He goes, shut up, man. He goes, he goes, who are you to talk, man? It's out cheating my wife. And the guy talked about his Fair mistresses, it works. We all knew, but he just uses a weapon against him. He goes, I ain't gay. At least I don't cheat on my wife. And he walks out of the bus yard, and there's, he's crying, dude. And we're all How silent. How old was he? He's like 30-year-old man, dude. What? So it's quiet, and we're all sitting around, and all of a sudden when he walks out and he, the door slams, we all start laughing. That guy's life is over. You cannot let the guys you know. You, they bother you. You got to hold that crap in. Dude, <laughs> when I was, my, oh, my first day in boot camp, like the first week is form, forming week. So it's like you're just getting everything together. You don't even have your drill instructors yet. Okay. First day that my squad got our drill instructors like legit and they turned them loose on us, a guy faked a knee injury Fell on the floor screaming and crying. And he had to go. And they, they made me come and take his pants off. We're going to see this knee injury. And then the guy pissed his pants. That did not happen. Because he was so scared. Tony. I'm telling you, dude. There, I was in there. And I'm so used to being yelled and screamed at and beat on my whole life. This shit was just like another day, man. I'm like, I actually got busted on for rolling my eyes one time. And like involuntarily. Oh my gosh! Oh Tony. man, I got I got my ass whipped. Did you start to laugh sometimes on accident? Oh, what? Oh, remember that one time I farted? <laughs> Marino, I hope you just shit yourself, you animal! <laughs> Was it an accident? Yeah. Well, okay. They had this thing. They had this thing where they make us go to the to the uh, back of the squad bay, and we'd have to sit on the concrete ass floor, Indian style. Right. For for a whole class, we're all sitting there, asses falling asleep. And literally, my ass was hurting so bad. I, and you're sitting on your feet. Right. You know how you do the thing where you just lift yeah. one cheek up, <laughs> then you lift the other one up just to get some ease on that ass? I was like, Wah! And it's on a concrete floor. Everybody loses it, right? Oh, my. The drone sucker says, who did that? And nobody's saying anything. He goes, I'm up here teaching this class about honor and integrity. Who did that? Be, be a man. Raise man. Uh, recruit Marino, sir. And he goes, you animal, I hope you shit yourself. And he, he looks at one of the drone stickers, take his ass back there and work him out. And they, they ran me back, pushing, pull-offs. And I was like, damn, I hope you shit yourself. 
Oh that whole place lost it, dude. I'll tell you what. Just like Andy Green says, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. You might be funny, but you ain't as funny as a fart. Dude, my son. I, 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 Lena came to tell me after she He is my nephew. Lena came to me and goes, Dad, what? She goes, Nesto farted during prayer in <sighs> children's church. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's boys and girls, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I gotta tell him, Nesto, you can't fart during prayer, dude. He thinks it's hilarious. He thinks it's the funniest crap in the world, dude. <laughs> He's my nephew, dude. <laughs> so I, I, I feel bad because I'm telling my son, he's five years old, never let him see you bleed. But I gotta tell him also, listen, you can, you can show your weakness at home, just not out there. Because he'll get hurt at home and want to cry, and he doesn't want to, he always tries to like hide in a corner because he doesn't want me to see him cry. I got to not be so hard on him, dude. I was going to say, it's because you're an ass sometimes, dude. I want him to be strong, though, because the world well, listen, is so dude, hard. We were little ass punks, too. We used to cry for everything. I know. Don't act like we weren't mama's boys when we were young. Well, no, but, dude, we got beaten up bad when we went to school with that kind of softness, dude. Speaking of which, dude, I remember when I got jumped, and I didn't, and I, I hid in the principal's office. As soon as I seen mom, dude, it was Niagara Falls, bro. Oh, my goodness. She took me home like a mug, too. She wanted to kill somebody. That's why she sent your dog ass every day after school. Go get him. She wanted. She knew you were going to get blood from my ass. You, you can't. Sh once you show. It, the, 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 the they're jackals, sharks. They're they sharks. smell the blood. The, you, yes. the, the sharks smell the blood in the water, dude. Man. I remember Steve Morgan. You've told plenty of stories about Ken Morgan. But I remember yeah. me and Steve were walking home. And right when we get to um, his street, he goes right, and I just keep going straight. Yeah. He goes right, and, I, and I'm walking straight, and I'm bullshitting with Robert Kaplinger. And, and I look back. I don't know what made me, but I look back, and there was three kids running up behind Steve. To get him. To get his ass, because he knew he was walking with me and Rob. They ain't nobody touching him. It was stinking Josh Page and a couple other people. And I, I go, check this out. And I ran up, and they, they took Steve. We threw him in the sewer drain, and we're, he was trying to come up the hill, and they kept kicking him down there. Man, I started whooping their asses so bad. Like, they were freaked out. And that was just me, just me. And they started, oh, man, we were just, we were just playing with him, man. He's our boy. We're just, and I go, Steve, were they playing? He looked at me and goes, nope, nope. And, I, dude, that's another thing. People try to swarm on the weak. Yes, they do. That's why you can't show any weakness. I watched Planet Earth with my kids, that documentary from BBC, and they're watching these lions come out, and they start chasing the, 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 the cattle, and the cattle all breaks, and they chase the little one. And my daughter's like, what are they doing? I'm like, Lena, they go for the weak. They look for the one that's the easiest fight, and they take them down. It, it, she was like, she couldn't believe watching it, dude, that they just go out there and hunt down one of those. And... That's new fish. Don't let her watch fish. it. Fish, fresh fish, fish. <laughs> dude. One guy, that one guy. I don't remember that when they when they bring him in. There's a guy who does the, like the does the the fishing pole. Like, come yeah, on, fish. yeah. That's Morgan Freeman's son. Really? That's Morgan Freeman's son. That one little moment. He's like, who love those new fish? And he's like doing the. Are the, you serious? Morgan Freeman's boy in the movie. Is that the only movie he's been in? I think so. Yeah, he just got through a bone. Yeah. Just like my son in the movies. Uh, too <laughs> You're stupid <laughs> as hell, dude. You're so stupid. Um, you know whose son turned out to be a badass? Who? Ice Cube. What are you talking about? He plays Ice Cube in the stinking NWA movie. That's and his boy? Yes. 
That was a good great. His name's O'Shea. What a badass name. And he's in that new movie with uh what's that guy who was the gladiator dude? What's that guy's name? Mr. Crow. No, not gladiator. Um <laughs> he was the I am Sparta guy. Oh, um, um, um Geostorm. Olympus has fallen. Yeah. Scottish guy. What's his name? I don't know his name. He's Scottish. He's got a new movie with 50 Cent and, and O'Shea. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, and he ended up being a badass. Den of Thieves is called. It's called Den of Thieves. Yes. Movie is. Yes. O'Shea's in it. Yes. How do we not know that guy's name? I can't remember it. I'm pissed. Um, you know what created that movie, Den of Thieves? Got terrible reviews. Everyone says it's an exact knockoff of Heat. What? They say it wants to be heat and you see it. Gerard Butler, damn it. Gerard, good pull though. I didn't even no have to, phone I, or nothing. I didn't even pick my phone up on that one. Everybody's like, Gerard Butler, dumbass. Okay, so. Gee. Geostormy. Week, next week on the podcast, we're watching the movie That Thing You Do. If I had a band. Oh, Which I got a band. do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If, if I was I in was charge, if I was in charge, and I am, <laughs> I seen a band. Okay, let me reroute this. Me and Jesus. Went, Save this for the next. That thing you do podcast. Save the story for then. Man, you went to f up my story. <laughs> you know I'm gonna forget this fucking story by next week, dude. I'll save it. You better remind me, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and for our final weekly episode in two weeks. There's a Facebook poll right now allowing you to vote for either Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Beetlejuice, or Jurassic Park. Now listen, okay. vote for one, not all four, George. <laughs> George voted for all four. It just means they're all badass. It, dude, vote for a move right now. Ghostbusters are winning. You have five okay. more you, days. If you had your pick, what would it be? My pick? Beverly Hills Cop. Beetlejuice would be my pick. Dude, whatever wins, though, it's going to be awesome. Whatever wins, All four of these movies are stinking huge. So vote, and next Friday, when we record, we'll know the winner of, of the, the final weekly episode. So... It's your words. <laughs> he's like, I like that movie. I like that movie. I like that movie. <laughs> it's a vote. You got to choose one. Um, <laughs> there can be only one. Um, I am immortal. <laughs> Too bad we love that shit. That was Queen did that soundtrack. Really? That's Queen on the Highlander soundtrack, dude. Too bad. What happened to Christopher Lambert, dog? Oh, that poor guy, dude. Who turned out the, the lights? <laughs> he was in that? Posse, he was in that, dude. Really? Yeah. Wait, no, he's another one with, he's a different one with Mario Van Peebles called like Mean Guns or something. Man, but, Mario Van Peebles, dude. <laughs> what, happened, what happened to that guy? You know who says that line, though? Who turned out the lights? Is it Steven... Baldwin? Yes, sir. Stephen Baldwin, because... That's funny as shit. Hey, dude. who turned out the lights? Everybody's like... <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny shit, dude. Oh, guys. We're at an hour and a half for Shawshank. And we didn't even really get into it. Oh, we got into a lot of it, dude. It's we, a great we didn't film. We talk about the sister, dude, getting murdered or uh, getting, getting paralyzed. But, it, listen, see the damn movie. If you ain't seen it, you're a dumbass. <laughs> as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater.